For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, Dr. Kismoji, and John Sheeran. We have the most respected guest I think we've ever had. The most right. honorable, honorable man we've ever had on the show. I'm talking about the one and only Wayne Box Miller. Miller. The Wayne Box Miller. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and Wayne, if you don't know, is not only the voice of the Bengals. Okay, he does the halftime shows, he does the radio voice, he works with all the big shots in the studio, all of that. Not only that, does he entertain us, does he provide us with insight and analysis, but he is the president of the Vainbox Miller Media Company. Just imagine that. And he is an award-winning sportscaster, and he's a, he's, he's a communicator who's very active in the community and helping, you know, repair relations in terms of different uh, peoples in the community. He's a motivational speaker, and we're going to get that to that later because I'm really trying to improve the quality of the show. It's very hard when you have unmotivated <laughs> employees. But yeah, so Wayne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the introduction. I, I'm, that may come with an invoice. <laughs> it always does, Wayne. It always does. I tell yeah, you what, he, he caught on. He caught on. There's quickly. a reason why we are disgruntled employees, Wayne. Well, Wayne is an actual president and not a self-proclaimed dictator of right. his company. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, uh, that is true. That is true. But, you know, dictatorships, if you look historically, not the recent no, you know, no. centuries, historically, they've been very effective. No. But we, that's a whole other conversation that it's we can have later. It's done. So, Wayne, uh, look, John has so many questions for you, and we're going to get to those quickly. Yeah. But I want to talk to you okay. about your – yeah, I want to talk to you. We're going to talk about your community activism, obviously. But I want to know about your personal relationships with the Bengals and people in the organization. Okay. And what is that like? What are they like? Is, uh, you know, I mean, they say that – I don't know. They say that Mike Brown, you know, there's so many rumors about it, that he tried to use coupons at the lemonade stand, like a children's them. I mean, there's so many things they just throw out there that are just nonsense, you know, but we don't really know these personalities <laughs> that well. So we want, we want to hear about your, yes. you know, what are your great stories from the you know, players from the past and the present and the, and the yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple of stories. Number one, I, I like Mike Brown. I, I love talking to Mike Brown. I've run into Mike Brown away from the stadium, and, and we've had uh, conversations about things other than football, and that's when you really get to know a person. So really quick story. They were doing an exhibit at the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center, and part of that was a, an exhibit with sports and African-Americans in sports, and there was a name you guys may be familiar with, Bill Willis, one of the first guys that Paul Brown drafted of color in the NFL and Mike Brown helped to bring that exhibit here and was a fan obviously of Bill Willis as a kid 
But you see Mike doing those kinds of things. He's not going to bang the drum about it. But he's that kind of guy, man. He loves the community. We've had some conversations about race relations that were very endearing to me in terms of, of how Mike saw things. And I tell people all the time, when you think about Mike Brown and the length of time he gave Marvin Lewis to get the franchise going where they both wanted it, by standards in the NFL, that exceeded the standards that are typically in place for coaches of color or coaches in general. So there's a lot to like about Mike Brown. I know everybody has their druthers about how the draft has panned out or how he's done certain things. But I think he's like anybody else. When you really sit down and get to know him, you understand there's, there's a lot about Mike Brown to like. Yeah, that was beautifully, beautifully stated. And, and that is, yeah, very, very touching. Yeah, I, I know. I've heard about his personal relations uh, with players. Yeah, people seem to like uh, him. People do seem yeah. to like him. I mean, you talk about, you know, the understanding of the community and you see the evolution of Mike Brown going from telling the players not to stand or to kneel, not to kneel for the anthem to mm-hmm. uh, to this year uh, doing the whole. Yeah, I remember. John, you remember this year was was an interesting year when it came to the Star Spangled Banner controversy. And uh, I believe the Bengals did revise their approach. And I was I was pretty impressed by that. You know, Wayne, I, I'm going to pick up where Daddy left off here. And as one okay. motivational speaker to another, okay, from me to you, I want to think about how do we motivate the Cincinnati fan base? And here's yes. what I mean. I'm seeing a year where the Bengals are all in on redefining their image, okay? They're saying, uh, you know, we're going to have new uniforms. Yes. It's the rise of Liz Blackburn. I love her. I think she's great. But doesn't that, yes. you tell me as one motivational speaker to another, if I motivate someone and I build them up and then let them down, doesn't that make it worse? In other words, it kind of seems like a big gamble because if things don't get better this year and you've revamped, you can only change your uniform once. You can only redefine your, <laughs> your, your uniform once. It seems like a risky move. What do you think? Well, first, of, let me say this as a motivator. I am inspired by you more than you know. I mean, you, you inspire thank me you. to heights unknown, and I thank you for that. I'm glad you said that. I think people give you your credit, so I'm going to give you credit for that. Mwah. But in saying that, as you know, in motivational speaking, as in anything else, it's the effort. Yes. It's the intent. It's the impact. And I think when you look at this team, I mean, drafting Joe Burrow, uh, we saw what happened with Joe Burrow. We have a quarterback that is a generational type player. Yes. And now you look at the free agent moves that they made with, you know, Reef and, and, and on the defensive line. And you look at, I think the biggest free agent move they made that nobody's talking about is bringing Frank Pollock back. I thought that that was exceptional. I thought it made a statement that, guess what? Maybe we let one go that we need to bring back in the fold because so many players respected him and played hard for him. And I think when it's all said and done, that may prove to be the best offseason acquisition they made. I agree. And I'll add just real quickly to that, Wayne. I, I said it at the time. It takes a big man to admit he's, that he's wrong. And that's essentially what Zach Taylor yes. did. And the, 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 what the Bengals did there is they said, hey, you know what? We want you back. I made a mistake. Yes. I'm still in love with and you. I, and I think that, you know, the good thing about that is he's going to be part of coordinating, you know, a lot of the run game and things like that. And, and with Joe Mixon coming back healthy, 
Uh, I think the offensive line with Pollock is going to be much improved. I'm excited for Billy Price. I'm excited for Michael Jordan. Quentin Spain was just signed. There's a lot to look forward to uh, on the offensive line and the offense with him there. And I think if you've ever watched him coach and watched him in practice, you, you can't help but get excited and feel good about how he operates and what he expects of his players. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Wayne, I, yeah. yeah. Ahead, I just want to say real quick, I just, yeah, real quick. It takes a big man to admit he was wrong. It also takes a big man to recognize, you know, to evaluate himself honestly. I think Wayne knows that better than anybody having worked with so many people. So when Hoji talks about being a motivational speaker, I just, yeah. and, and you know, you talked about this, the hard work. I, I, I was actually hoping, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I just saw this as a free session for getting motivational speaking for, for Hoji, uh, who takes a month off at a time. He was gone right. for a month. Well, and he goes on these well, spiritual retreats. Whoa. He's searching for rare medicinal mushrooms. Yes. He just, yeah. And, and it's like, we have no idea when he's going to be back. Wayne, I'm just interrupting you to mess up your flow. Go ahead, Daddy. Well, look, what Daddy is not pointing out here is that actually, uh, Wayne, I was on what I've invented a new diet called the Veggie Crunch Diet. And uh, the Veggie Crunch Diet goes like this. You can eat anything that's a veggie and crunches. So, for example, can you eat carrots? Raw, yes, because they crunch. Cooked, no. What about rice? Can I eat rice? You can eat as much rice as you want as long as it is not cooked because then it crunches. And now I've pushed it forward. That's why I took more time off. And I've developed the dino veggie crunch diet. You basically eat like a dinosaur. And yes. what, the, what the, yeah. And what that means is you're gonna like, the fat goes extinct, literally. So I, I've been I, on I that. I can't even tell on, you have any fat on you. Well, thank you. You know, I think we got to bring Wayne wow. back more often, really. Uh, don't, don't, don't inflate Wayne, his like this. Hold on, Wayne, hold on. I thought you were going to call him out for his laziness no, no and no for the look at the financial harm he has caused you know we have all this this other situation with all these conspiracy theories out there causing financial harm to our to our show and then look at this mm -hmm. guy i thought you would call him out Wayne. honestly no well I think I... he's like some of the players he is underrated he's wow. underappreciated and i think at some point look for him to have a breakout conversation soon Oh, we've been waiting for that. We've, we've been waiting for that breakout conversation for about 10 years now. But I want to go back to uh, Zach Taylor and something that you said in an interview about a month ago. You said Zach Taylor represents new school. It's an evolution. It's as if the team evolves. You're seeing players that have a new school personality along the lines of Zach Taylor. Do you think that since Taylor has taken over the head coaching job in two years, you like the, the, the changes in their organizational philosophy, they're spending more in free agency, they're doing more things within the, the entirety of the franchise. Do you think that that specifically is the Zach Taylor effect or is it more along the lines of just evolving past what they were with Marvin Lewis? I, I think it's a combination of both, but I think what, what I gleaned from uh, my time around Zach and the team since he's been here is that the players see this more so as the evolution and you think about how young the NFL is getting these days, and it's just a different game. And I, I talk a lot to different people in the world of sports, college basketball, you know, baseball, the whole nine. These games are evolving to younger players to try and track a younger fan base. I think Zach Taylor's energy is different. If you look at Zach and Marvin personality-wise, I mean, we all know that they're total opposite ends of the spectrum. But what people don't know is Marvin is a very funny 
guy as well. He just does it when he's being Marvin and not a football coach. And Zach is a very gregarious guy, and he does that when he's on the field with his players. And, you know, he's, you know, with the media, he's a little focused, he'll fun there. But I think that this game is one where the player, you have to get to know these players. And I think it's just generational, whether we like it or not. I'm, you know, I'm a little longer in the tooth than a lot of you guys. But, you know, generationally speaking, it's a different breed of player and it requires probably a different breed of coach. Um, you know, Belichick may be the unicorn, but you saw him last year struggle, not having Tom Brady and trying to get those guys to play at the level he expects. Yeah, when you talk about how the game has changed, now, honestly, I mean, I can't, me and Hoji, we cannot keep up with the, the radical, ad, I call them radical analytics, okay? They've just gone too far. You know, now they're like, how long is this guy's arms? You know, when they're right. talking about Penene Sivel. Penene, right. yeah. Yeah, Sivel, so, yeah. they're like, his arms are this long, not well, that I long. Tell you th- I, I tell mean, you this. Yeah. Yeah. Here, at the end of the day, here's here's the thing I look at. I say there's three D's that you look at. It's data, details, and deliverables, right? So when I look at the data, I'm going to get all the information on a player I can get. And then I'm going to look for stuff in the details. You know, they say the double is the details. And then I'm going to look at the deliverables. How, how did he do on fourth down or... How did he play with two-minute warning? Or how did he do in the fourth quarter when the, you know, the clock was ticking and you need to score, you need to stop, or you need a first down? And, you know, those, those deliverables, because when you come to the NFL, every down you're going up against someone who is not the easy win on your college schedule. You're going up against a guy that is a pro bowler or a guy who's an NFL starter every down and so i look at those three d's man and i gotta kind of come to a conclusion one way or another and this whole panay soul thing i'm just glad i'm not the one responsible for the pick to be honest with you because yeah uh, five minutes ago it was jamar chase an hour ago it was panay soul yesterday i'm looking at kyle pitts i mean there's just a lot going on and then what happens if there's a bunch of trades and movement before it gets to us then what happens you know then what do you which do i actually would like i hope that the bengals do give I mean, up their number that's one what i wanted to ask you is i uh, yeah thank you i hope that they do give up their number one pick and get more in the second round why not there's no real no. i mean there's nothing really that great that we need in the first round whereas you can use the second round and get more stuff that you need I, I think the veggie diet is affecting you a little bit. Always, um, always. I mean, my my yeah. my. I am not giving up a fifth round pick unless I'm getting a fourth round pick or a sixth round pick with the insurance that somebody's going to take someone other than that. But see, you got to remember, if you trade with somebody behind you and then they pull a trade with somebody else, you know, I, I look at it this way: Do you want a guy that blocks that could? You know, make something happen, protect Joe Burrow, things of that nature. And here's what I think a lot of people don't talk about with Panay Sewell. Everybody says, get the offensive lineup for Joe Burrow. But how about also for Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon yes. is a thousand-yard rusher year in and year out unless injured. So whoever you get is not only going to benefit Joe number one, which is Burrow. He's going to benefit Joe number two, which is Mixon. And so Joe's. that may be the lean as to why you take Panay Sewell over Jamar Chase. Now, if I flip that around and say, 
Well, A.J. Green is gone. You've got Tyler Boyd. Put him down for 100 catches. you got T. Higgins. He's really impressed in his rookie year, looking for year two. But do you have that guy that has just the spectacular attributes that you put opposite Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, or if you put T. Higgins on the opposite side and line up Tyler Boyd in the slot with Jamar Chase, then you've got that. So is Joe Burrow working the Bengals to get Jamar Chase and saying, we'll make the offensive line work? Or is Joe Burrow saying, get Panay Sewell and then go get, I think it's Marshall, Terrence Marshall Jr. in the second round. When you think about uh, Jamar Chase setting out this year, Terrence yeah. Marshall had a good year knowing that he was the target. And he still was able to, let me see, I think he still turned in 48 catches, um, 10 touchdowns, and averaged 15 yards a catch. And he knows Joe Burrow as well. So you might be able to get, you know, two guys that can impact the team the way everybody wants when you decided on a wide receiver or offensive lineman. The guy had the stats ready. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Two Joes, one line. Yeah. But you I mean, know, honestly, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ahead. let let me play devil's advocate as I am want to do, Wayne, and that is that to me, yes. it seems that assessing a great offensive lineman as a first round draft pick is a harder thing to do in a vacuum, so to speak, than yeah. to see a great wide receiver. The talent is more clear cut. The, the individual talent of a wide receiver as a first-round draft pick, is more clear-cut. And, mm-hmm. and, let, and let, let me just make this this other point. I mean, Sewell seems great, but he's part of an offensive line that is also great when he's not there. I mean, that, to me, mm-hmm. kind of makes me worried that maybe it's not so much about Sewell as it is about Alex Mirabal, who's put together a great offensive line. The Ducks, they just keep having that great wall of you know protection. And maybe what we do is we get we get to see, well, and he's fine. But maybe if we got Jamar Chase, uh, you know, we're safer. You know, you know what I'm saying? Safety. Right. It's a safe. So here's the argument. Here's the argument. Yeah. Do you get Jamar Chase and then say, does the quarterback have enough time to get him the ball? Or do you get Panay Sewell and say he's got enough time, but he doesn't have a guy to go deep? And so yeah. that's the conundrum, I think, that you look at. But for me, Willie Anderson, who I have a great deal of respect for, you guys need to have him on your show. But I have a great deal of respect for Willie Anderson, and he loves the intangibles about this guy. Jeff Saturday, pro bowler with the Colts, and, and Peyton Manning thinks he's a plug-and-play guy. Those kind of names I can't ignore when they're making recommendations. But I will say this, and somebody brought this up and I thought about it. They said, you could start him out at guard the first two years next to Jonah. And then maybe uh, when Reef moves on, if he does, then you've got two tackles. But imagine Jonah Williams playing the way they expect him to. He played pretty well last year until he got hurt. Yeah, and They saw right next to him. And Trey Hopkins, you know, at center. I mean, again, I think about both Joes. You know, you think about Joe Burrow, right, dropping back to pass, getting the time. But Joe Mixon, when they run the ball on that side, to have both of those guys over there, and you all know, if Joe Mixon gets any kind of an opening, he's at the second level. And that's going to be trouble for those linebackers and ultimately the secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say this, Wayne and Hoji. I would, I would say, you know, you talk about the intangibles. 
And I remember a time, I don't know if Wayne remembers, I don't know if, you know, I think Hoji and I are a little bit, we, we've been around for a while, but I remember when you used to measure offensive linemen in a totally different way. You, you remember Wayne? It was like, how many chest hairs does he have? How wow. many buffets has he been kicked out of? Right. You know what I mean? Like, how many it was like, Max could eat? Yeah, there you go. And, and yeah. this and, and and now it's like you know like Hoji and how many airplane people, think, seats does he need? Right, and I think that I think they're overanalyzing it because I see in Pinay Sivan, I see a guy who is such a good athletic prospect that that you know the Bengals have not had success drafting the offensive line. They've tried, they have not had success. And this guy is a star, is staring them in the face. And, you know, uh, you know I, I, I love the idea of Chase, but I feel like, here's what I'm trying to say. I think we should be, come to terms with the fact that the Bengals are going to get Siva. They're going to do it because they know the offensive line is the biggest problem and they're, going, and they're like, we're going to fix this. I mean, unless they're really confident that someone is going to be in their second round. But I feel like they have to make it a statement like they did when they got mm-hmm. Billy Price. We needed a center, they get Billy Price. We needed right. a, a left tackle, we got Jonah. You know, and even before, when they knew they were going to get rid of Whitworth, they go out and they get Obwehi and they get Fisher. And they're like, we know we have to do this. So they forced themselves. Most of those didn't work. That's the key. Right. Here's the key point. point. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to. No, no, no. That's how the show works. You're supposed to. If you don't interrupt, we get upset. Yeah, Yeah. I stop. Go ahead. (laughs) They continually address the offensive line with those picks. And I I say to people all the time, oh, the Bengals, they they need to address the offensive line. Well, they did. It didn't work out. I mean, that's what the draft is about. It's a crapshoot. They had Jake Fisher from Oregon. It didn't work out. Cedric O'Boyhe from Texas A&M. It didn't work out. They made a decision on Andrew Whitworth, and it didn't work yeah. out. But they've yeah. got Trey Hopkins, a guy that was a late pick that worked out. They've got Jonah Williams, a first-round pick. It appears to be working out. They brought Reef in. He's a proven player. They've continued to address the offensive line. But people, I think, get hung up on simply complaining and not looking yeah at what they're trying to do there. One other thing about Panay Sewell that I like, and it's giving me a slight lean, just a slight lean, is that he has a personality that would help this offensive line develop an identity. And I think this offensive line needs an identity. Like uh, if you remember when they played the Tennessee Titans this year, and they literally had all backups in the game. They won a game. The backups played a great game. And I think they had a a no-name gang or something like that. I can't remember what their nickname was, but they had an identity and they embraced that. And I, I think that's one other thing. Panay Sewell has a great personality. He's media friendly, which we would all love. But mm-hmm. I think the other thing is that he has a personality that will help create an identity. And giving an offensive line that identity, man, to me, elevates them to another level. I'm sold. I want yeah. I want Panay Sewell. I'm yeah, sold. I mean, Don't talk. I'm sold. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, speaking of being sold and having an identity, Wayne, I don't know if you know, but our show's identity now is eBay. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so really? our show now, yeah, because... Yeah, he's going to sell secondhand shoes, Wayne. It's yeah, kind of whether, look, Wayne, whether it's the rare dead stock or the latest release, you, Wayne, you can find the exact shoe, the used, the, not used, the vintage shoe that you're looking for. Okay, on eBay. It is the original a sneaky marketplace. Wow. Sneaker. Yeah. Sneaker. A sneaker marketplace. These are, eBay these are shoes that other people have worn before. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. On I sale on eBay. We finish up today. 
Yeah. That is where I'm going. I'm with you, Daddy. Perfect. Did I'm we going lose to you, see Daddy? if I can find a guitar, too. Oh, you can find guitars on eBay, yeah. But you know, yeah. the best place... Yeah, I'm, I would like but, one but, of your guitars. You are welcome to come play my guitars. Unfortunately, only if you the, buy it, energy is down. I just want to hang it on the wall. Because oh, then you, we get yeah. the commission. Yeah, go ahead, Daddy. You were talking about you were saying something something interesting about eBay, Daddy. Sorry, we missed the the end of that whole yeah, thing about the vintage shoes and the sneakers. Yeah, vintage yeah. shoes. Sorry, yeah, vintage shoes. And eBay is the place to go if you want to discriminate against the pair. If you want to profile no, the no, pair that you no, buy. No, no, no. And it's definitely not discriminate. I don't know what verb you're looking for. It says cop, and I just is it cop? Yeah. Oh, and if then you want to cop a pair, eBay, that yeah. means to get yes to to okay, get the pair. Yeah, yeah, right. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your yeah. sneakers are meticulously inspected meticulous. by independent professional author dictators, a team of experienced author dictators, a sneaky wait, wait, author wait, wait, wait. dictators, author to verify the box, the logo. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Author and dictators. Look, Yes, yes. They are, they are actually very, no. they are people very talented. They have, they're, the, yeah, they no, multitask no. and they're auto dictators. They write some really great books. But look, just finish the ad read, man. This is painful. It makes if no sense. Author to- dictator. <laughs> it makes no sense. If, I don't know. I'm just reading the ad. Authentic. It took me so and long. So Authentic. See, now, Wayne, for, there's two yeah. things that Daddy can't do. One is drive. Can you believe a grown man? He cannot drive a car. Number two, read. He never went to school. He never learned how to read. And I don't judge him for that. But, to, but you know, okay, Daddy, please continue. I mean, Wayne, Wayne knows all about this. Wayne knows all about this. If you work hard enough, you, don't, you can pay people to do both of those things for you. You can actually pay them to write books for you even, just so you know. That's not But anyways, true. so look, so look. I, I think I'm going to lean on the side of you learning how to read. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's way past that. Book has I don't want to pay look. anybody to read. I want to... Yeah, but if you if you are selling <laughs> shoes that are over a hundred dollars, it is no seller fee. So go to eBay.com slash sneaky uh, sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now, Wayne, I want to talk about your diversity work because personally, sure. I I'm always telling Hoji that he needs to get you know up to date with this stuff. You know, he needs to learn how to diversify. He's, he puts all of his funds into green energy, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's a smart because I don't think it has a future. So, so how would you, you know, how do you... That's not what yeah. diversity means. Diversity is not that you invest in different stocks to make money. It has to do, it's a social justice issue where I you see. make sure that there's representation of the larger society in, yeah... Because because that way you take best advantage of the economy. So it's kind no, of similar. No, no, it's believe it or not, it's not not everything is about making no, money. Was, so Wayne, please tell us about the, about that work that you do. Well, well, thank you for asking. You know, first and foremost, I do that work on a day to day basis uh, for Saint Xavier High School as a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So something I'm very passionate about. But I also like to talk about diversity. I just spoke to CEO roundtable yesterday morning about diversity. And, you know, the short answer is really this. It's just the goal for everybody to respect everybody else. That's, I can water it down to that and take away all the other filters and say, if you're this or you're that, no, just be kind. Just be kind. I'll give you a perfect example of how easy it is. If I got a black man, a white man, a Hispanic, an Asian, a puppet, and they all went to a Bengals game in a Bengal jersey, 
everybody would drop their filters and high five and say, who they? Because we were intentional about getting along because we come together to root against the Steelers, the Browns, or the Ravens. We just do it. We don't think about it. But when we're out in our natural habitat, we all tend to look at someone, oh, I don't trust him, or I heard about them, or look at him. And we start putting all these filters and barriers in the way of simply allowing us to hate versus love instead of just saying, how you doing? Good morning. How are you? And we go to a football game. Boy, you see that striped jersey and a, a hoot cap and we're playing the Steelers and people can come from all walks of life. And all we do is high five and hoot man. If we could just treat life like that, we'd all be getting along a lot better. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the other thing is I think the team gets it, the kids, the players yeah. and the Bengals. I've noticed I that. Mean, yeah. Like I love I love loved some stuff Joe has said in solidarity and some of the stuff Joe has done, I feel like the team has a really good vibe. And I don't know, maybe, it's, you know, maybe the Bengals in general have a really good vibe. Well, even the shirt, this shirt that I have on, this shirt is a partnership with a yep. uh, Black-owned company called Black-owned Black -owned Outerwear. Yeah. And if you remember the Bengals promoted that, uh, Macho um, Cameron Means designed this as his company. And it was a simple partnership Elizabeth put together. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers, have been since the days of her making peanut butter sandwiches on uh, ciabattas and all that stuff. But man, it's really that simple. Like this was bringing I mean, everybody together. Yeah. Could you imagine, Daddy? Could you imagine if instead of, of selling secondhand shoes, we sold something as cool as that? Well, I think, Wayne, yeah. let, just, let me How just cool see if I'm that? getting it. Let me just see if I'm getting this straight, Wayne. What you're saying is we need the Bengals to play more games to resolve problems in the community. Because if the Bengals are playing year round, not only do you maximize profits by having, obviously you have more revenue from more attendance and you have the, you know, you have the ratings, you have the TV revenue, but you are, are bringing people together. Is, I, I think that is what you, we need. We need really, like I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think they can play more than the allotted. Well, they added, they added one more game. They're catching on. They're catching on. Yeah. 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 John, great point. They added one more game. So it's one more time we can get along and high five. I'm looking, I'm excited about this year. I think that the, the players are excited. The fans are excited. There'll be more fans in the stands. I think, I think so. Uh, we're looking for Joe Burrow to bounce back from his injury. We're looking for Jesse Bates, who I think got snubbed, you know, in the Pro Bowl. What a phenomenal young player. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field again. And and I'm telling you, I you know, people might say, Wayne, uh, you're a little touched in the head, but I think Billy Price having Frank Pollock back is going to be a really good thing for him. I Agreed. think that he's looking forward to uh, working with the coach who gets him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really think – I know Michael Jordan has been working out with Willie Anderson – I mean, guys have really been putting in the work this offseason, realizing we've got something special here that, man, if we can get off to a good start, I mean, there's a good season ahead. And I'm not saying, like, playoff bound, that would be great, but considerable significant improvement from the last two years is waiting on this team this year. And I think they'll, they'll meet that expectation. Wayne, yeah. everything yeah. else aside – Yes, Frank Pollock's back. Yes, Joe Burrow's back. DJ Reader will be back. That's what pumps me up. Yes. DJ Reader's going to be healthy again. Yes. 
I mean, DJ, those... And Mike Daniels is back. Yeah, but those 200 snaps that DJ Reader took honestly were the thrill of my life. I love that guy. I think he's yeah. the secret sauce, so to speak, of the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I'm happy to have him back. Yeah. Yeah, and he he's another guy. He has energy. He has a personality. He gives a... The, the line and identity and you know I still um, can't believe we got Mike him. Daniels who I like a lot and again not making excuses not making excuses but this team like the last year of Marvin Lewis I mean the injury bug ran through that team I mean just incredibly crazy and you, every time you look up somebody was down and somebody was hurt and you know it just went on and on and on so to see a healthy Cincinnati Bengal football team this year. I'm excited for what they can do when they've got everybody operating uh, as one healthy and full steam ahead. Well, that was yeah, that was very encouraging, inspiring, and, and, and motivating. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's true. Uh, I think Hoji is probably not going to take time off for at least a couple of weeks. Well, I think, no, I, I think with that, I yeah. have a I have a journey coming up. I have to discover the secret of my existence should only take about 10 days. So that'll be coming up next week. I'll be taking 10 days off to discover the secret of life and, and my and the meaning of my own existence and why we're all here. I, I, I need about 10 days for that. Okay. Okay. So, so Wayne, yeah, we're going to have to get Wayne back in here and really hammer home the, the, the message, but, but yeah, so thank you so much, Wayne, for coming on our show and, and thank well, you, daddy. I'll for say it. this. I have a confession to make. Those 30 days that uh, Hoji was out, the team were with me, helping me find myself. So we weren't supposed to talk about that, but thank you for the plug. That, but I just, yeah, that is a great way to end the show. I can, now I I can help it. everybody find it. themselves, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now I understand why. Okay. Okay. Well, well still, thank you, Wayne, for, for coming on our show. And uh, yeah, so thank you. And please, everybody, leave a five-star review and subscribe, subscribe. to the podcast. Write a, write a comment in the YouTube. Yeah, write and a comment. you can also check us out. Yeah, I'd like to hear, can YouTube. we have in the comments in the YouTube wh which side of the draft you're on, the, the, the Sewell Chase debate? I'd like to hear more about that from you guys. I know we've heard a lot on yeah. Twitter, but not in the YouTube comments, it's which is where we need to It's going to be a coin flip. Let's yeah. flip that coin. So it'll be one. It'll, you know, coin has three sides, so it could be pits, it could be... Chase, it could be Panay Sul. Yeah. Well, we want Panay Sul. Yes. So, uh, Panay today. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So, that is all we have for this show. We'll see you next time. So long. It's sweetie. Bye. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.